Hey Podcast Babe, welcome to season 7 of the Podcast Babe's podcast. Get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters every Monday and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every Wednesday. If you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management, be sure to check out our website, thepodcastvase.com. You can find everything there from our current pricing packages, more information about the podcast base, previous episodes. It's all there. Okay, so now let's go into today's episode. Hello, hello, Podcast Babes. Welcome to a new episode of the Podcast Babes podcast, a new interview episode today. And I'm here with Michaela McQuarrie. She is the founder and CEO of Michaela McQuarrie Coaching. She's a business coach for spiritual coaches and service-based boss babes. And I'm really, really excited to have her here today because, of course, she's also a podcaster. Her podcast is called the Align Radiant and Rich Podcast. And I'm excited to hear what her podcast did for her business, why she started it, how it's going, things she's learned. So I'm really, really excited to talk about podcasting. Michaela, welcome to the show. Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation today. Yeah, thank you for being here. And there's also a part one or I don't know, like other part of this conversation. When you're listening, go to the show notes, click the link that you'll find there because Michaela and I also recorded an episode for her podcast. So if after this conversation you want to hear more, go there and you'll hear us chat more about podcasting. We're doing a little podcast swap here. So that's super fun. First of all, Michaela, can you tell me a little bit more about your business and then we'll go into the podcast after that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a business coach and a mindset coach, and I help new coaches and experienced coaches, as well as service-based entrepreneurs, sell out their offers, hit five to 20K months, become a sought-after industry leader, and manifest a luxe life and business they adore. And yeah, that's what I'm really all about. I think that most of the women that come to me are super spiritual, super high vibe, and they're really ready to either start their business or scale it to 20K months. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, very, very a very, very exciting job, I think, that you created in your business and very, very needed also as a business owner myself. Like it's not always easy. And that support, I think, is super, super important. And for a coach like you, I think podcasting can be a really cool tool. Can you tell us why you started a podcast and how that like starting phase of the podcast was? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my podcast, I think, around November of last year. We did an Instagram live, maybe it was two years ago, and I had brought you on because I wanted to learn more about podcasting. And you definitely were one of the people that was like, Michaela, if you want to do it, you should do it. So I definitely owe some of that to you. So thanks, Anne. <laughs> but basically it's called Align Radiant and Rich because that is my method for how I take my clients to, you know, five to 20K months. And really what I wanted to do with it is, you know, I'm a coach at heart. Like I, when I finally figured out what life coaching was, what business coaching was, I was like, oh, this is my mission in the world. This is what I was put on the planet to do. And I love interviewing people. So we do a mixture of interviews. We do personal episodes, but the main focus of the podcast is each week I coach one lucky entrepreneur on a specific challenge that they're facing in their business. And the reason why I do that is I really want to, one, just serve my audience of people who maybe can't afford a business coach right now, but they want you know, to have someone to ask them questions and get 
you know, help with a challenge that they're facing, but also to give, you know, my listeners and my audience a sneak peek into what it looks like, you know, to receive coaching and to have transformation in just 30 minutes. So, you know, most people that watch the podcast get tangible takeaways and strategies and coaching skills that they can start applying to starting and scaling their own business. So yeah, I really love, I love it. It's going really well and it's been a really fun journey. (laughs) Cool. I think your format is so smart. Because as a coach, it is really important, but also quite difficult to showcase your coaching style and your teaching style and how you work with clients. And I think a long form content format like podcasting can be so perfect for it. But I don't see that many coaches do what you do, which is just like coach people publicly, (laughs) you know, just coach clients and then broadcast that on a podcast. I think that's so smart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm super into marketing and strategies and all the things, but at the same time, like, you know, I think about, you know, my grandma used to watch home shopping network growing up and like, how did they sell their products? And this applies to anyone who's selling anything. You're demonstrating how you can help people. And so, you know, whether it's the product on the home shopping network or whether you have a service that you help people with, I think as much as you can demonstrate and show people how you can get them results and give them a taste of what it's like working with you, it makes it so much easier for people to say yes and to step into your paid containers. Absolutely. What I'm wondering though, are people sometimes hesitant to come on a podcast for their coaching? Because coaching can be quite personal, right? I mean, you're putting a spotlight on yourself, you're on the spot. Is that something that comes up with potential guests or are people just really happy to receive this coaching for free? And then that's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, right? So I'm sure there's plenty of people who are like, oh, I would love to get a free coaching session from Michaela, but I don't want all of my laundry aired publicly, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's plenty of people who are like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes to build my business. Maybe I'm not in the place where I can invest currently, but if there's an opportunity for me to speak to someone who's further along than me and get, you know, really specific, actionable and customized feedback, why wouldn't I? So yeah, I think there's definitely both, but I haven't ran into any issues where like I couldn't find someone who didn't want a free coaching session. Exactly. The people are definitely out there. Is that also something that you experienced? Like the reason why I'm asking is because some people who start a podcast, some newer podcasters, they worry a lot about finding guests. And I also had this when I started my podcast, I was like, where am I going to find guests? Like, are people even willing to come on this podcast and create content with me? Because it takes time, right? And like, you have to schedule this with people and they have to show up live to do this recording and they have to chat to me for, I don't know, like 30 minutes, an hour sometimes. So I really worried about that. And I know that I'm not alone. I'm getting questions about this as well. And in my experience, that wasn't a problem at all. (laughs) Like I worried about this and that was not a problem at all. So for you, That's also not a problem, right? Finding guests. Yeah, absolutely. And I almost liken this conversation to what I have with my clients when they're wanting to, you know, sign more higher ticket clients online is, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world. There is thousands upon thousands of podcasts. So, you know, whether it's finding guests or finding more clients for your work, I think you can find, you know, (laughs) what would you even need for a podcast for a year? Like, let's just be super not even conservative. Like you could find 30 people for an entire year of a podcast. You could find 10 people. Like it's, I think it just goes back to just being smart and being like, okay, where are my people hanging out that could potentially want to do a podcast collaboration with me? 
I've personally had a lot of luck with just Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn. And so, yeah, I think you just got to be smart about it. I think a strategy that I use is just, you know, I set aside one day a month where I can go out and specifically search for people who might already have a podcast or, you know, obviously I'm coaching people on mine. So people that might be a good fit. And then I just send a ton of outreach messages and, you know, I might hear back from some of them or half of them, but if I do more than I need, I know I'm going to consistently have a pipeline of people that want to be on. Exactly. I think like setting up one day a month to just do this and just blocking time for it. That's just part of creating the podcast, right? So I think that's definitely really smart. Yeah, absolutely. And any way I can automate something or time to lock it or just do it in a way that I don't have to like, you know, I'd rather spend three or four hours a month versus like, you know, one a week. So any way I can automate that and just make it part of my routine is just so much easier instead of being like, oh, shoot, I forgot. And now I need to go find some people before I you know, publish again. Yeah, exactly. I'm also a big fan of batch recording episodes or like working far ahead of time. Like we're recording this episode, for example, I would say maybe two months before it goes live or maybe a month and a half, which I think is quite, you know, it's quite far ahead. Like, (laughs) is that also something that you do for your podcast or is it mostly that outreach so that you have it in your calendar and you know that it's going to happen and then then it's fine to record weekly? Yeah, absolutely. So typically because I'm a mom of two little ones, I have to be strategic about, you know, when I have childcare, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So ideally I would love to block it to just one day where it's like, okay, the four guests that are coming on are going to all record in one day. I haven't gotten that good yet, but typically what happens for me is Mondays are my coaching days and anything that I have to do to be on camera or, you know, visible hair and makeup, so to speak. So those are the days that I open up. And so I don't let anyone you know, I don't stack too many because I have a lot of coaching calls on Mondays as well, but those are typically my days where it's like, okay, I know I need to be visible recording and thinking about podcasts and coaching calls. So that's kind of how I do it. But I think, you know, again, business is just about how, what works for you and tweaking that along the way. So I really encourage your listeners to just think, you know, what would be the most joyful, fun, pleasurable way for me to book guests and record it and go from there? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that is a great advice like what works for me might not work for you what works for Michaela might not work for you but you can try it out and see what you think and I think like taking advice from a podcast like this one and then trying it out and then seeing what works I think that's just the way to go like listen to other people how they're doing it and then give it your own spin maybe yeah and do what works for you yeah I think that's absolutely great advice so when you started a podcast you've already done a bunch of Instagram lives and things like that. So you're already, you were already used to interviewing people, right? What would you say was something that happened after starting the podcast? Like what, did it change anything or in your business? And if yes, what was that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great question. So I don't think by the time I had launched the podcast, I was already really comfortable and just having, you know, genuine conversations with people that I wanted to know more from. I think what I realized along the way of, you know, I was doing a weekly Instagram live where I would, you know, basically have a podcast, but on my Instagram. And I think what I realized is the first couple of lives I did was I would think really hard before the interview, you know, what do I need to ask them? What's the perfect right questions? What does my community need to know from this person? And what I realized is I was getting so in my head about getting it right and doing it perfectly that they would, not that they were bad. It just, 
it felt more scripted. And so what I gave myself permission to do, it was actually, I think one time just by happenstance that, you know, I had an Instagram live to do and I didn't have time to prep ahead of time. And it actually went way easier and it was way more fun than, you know, how I was doing it previously. And the only thing that changed was, you know, I wasn't focused on this long list of questions, but just instead deeply being with the person that I was talking with and just letting, letting the questions naturally unfold from, you know, what they'd said and what I wanted to learn more about. So I would just say, you know, permission to yourself to make it easy, permission to yourself to just show up fully present and really think like, think about who your audience is and, you know, what, what might they be wondering or what follow-up question would they ask the guest that's on your podcast? And then just practice because, you know, it's always awkward before it's elegant. So permission for it to be awkward. <laughs> I think successful entrepreneurs are the ones that aren't afraid of doing it messy and getting it wrong and failing forward. And instead they just put it out there and then they learn and they make mistakes and then they try it again. Absolutely. I love what you said about like probably number one interview tip would be be fully present. I totally agree with you. I also, I don't, I don't prepare questions. I know kind of like which way I want to go with the conversation, especially for this podcast. I mean, I know what my audience wants to know, like kind of, I know what I want to know from a podcaster, but I don't prepare questions. And the reason is because I want to listen to what you say, Michaela, and then I want to ask follow-up questions. And like you said, I also experienced that that is so much easier, but also it's so much more natural, right? Because that's how a normal conversation would go. You would not have like a list of questions in front of you and then be like, okay, thank you for your answer. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that is wrong, but I would also say that that is not my interview style. And yeah, if you want that natural conversation, that more natural interview style than being fully present and like you said, practice, 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 practice. Absolutely. What else did you learn from creating your podcast and then growing it? What would you say was something that you didn't expect, but was, was surprising? Hmm, Something I didn't expect that was surprising. I guess fully transparently, because I was doing a ton of videos and then switched to podcast. I thought my audience, especially because I email my list with, you know, my interviews and my podcasts and things like that. And I thought more people would hop straight onto the podcast and prefer the audio over video, just because that's, you know, as a busy mom, like podcasts are my jam. I can listen to them while I'm doing the dishes or going for a walk. And so I thought people might be interested in the podcast option. But what I realized is, you know, a certain percentage of my audience prefers video and a certain audience of my, you know, A certain version of my audience prefers video or audio. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, I think one thing that I've implemented is I started recording my podcasts and, you know, it's just so easy now to be able to do one podcast that can get saved and uploaded to my Instagram live. It can get uploaded to obviously my podcast hosting platform, and then, you know, we can upload it to YouTube. And so really it's, it's now become something that instead of having to do a separate video and a separate live and a separate, whatever, you know, we've recorded the podcast and we get to use it as content in so many different ways. So I think I was just surprised that, you know, some people just prefer video or some people just aren't podcast people and that's okay. 
but really getting clear that, okay, if I want to get the numbers up for this podcast, then I should probably focus on the people who are already into podcasts. So I think one thing I'm planning for later this year after I launch is doing a a more specific podcast tour where I'll go even more in depth with who I'm reaching out to and seeing if I can increase my visibility that way. But yeah, just the fact that I thought everyone who listened to my videos or watched my videos would jump onto the podcast. And that wasn't necessarily true. So it's being more strategic about who's already on the podcast platforms and how can I shift some of their attention to my podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. You cannot expect everyone from Instagram, for example, to come over to your podcast because not all Instagram people are podcast people, not all podcast people are Instagram people. And that's also really cool because it gives you the opportunity to reach new people who you cannot reach on Instagram or on the podcast or anywhere else, whatever the platform is. So I think that's also really good, actually. Thank you for sharing that. It's good to know because I think if you have really high expectations of a certain amount of downloads and then you don't reach that when you start your podcast, it can be really discouraging. So I think having realistic expectations when starting a podcast is really, really important. So thank you for being so open about that, Michaela. Yeah, my pleasure. What would you say is a way that you found, so you already mentioned niching down is something that you're going to be trying out with the podcast, right? So maybe narrow down the topics that you talk about to reach a really, really specific person. What else did you find is a way to catch the attention of people who are already listening to podcasts? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's anything new, but it's just really, you know, how can I encourage people who are already listening to podcasts to tune into mine? So I think just like collaboration with other podcasters has been huge. That's probably my, honestly, my number one tip when it comes to growing your audience. Like you just want to go on other people's podcasts, show up, give, I think the number one thing, if you want to get people to your podcast is like, how can you go on other people's podcasts? And and yeah, you're there to promote yourself, but I think it's less about, you know, at the end, yeah. Tell them all the ways they can work with you, but it's more about like, how can I deeply serve the people who are going to be listening to me? How can I provide tangible, actionable takeaways that they could go implement right now that would make them more money or help them sign more clients or, you know, for your audience, grow your podcast. Because when we really show people that we know what we're talking about and we really give them those tangible things that they can do now, that's totally going to build their no like, and trust factor. And they're going to already have a win with you or transformation with you. And they're going to be like, oh yeah, this person knows what they're talking about. I definitely need to work with them. So I would just say, see how if you could just focus on one thing when you decide to go on other people's podcasts, like how much value can you bring? Absolutely. I love that value first approach. And yeah, totally. Like people will remember you if you get them that win and they will be attracted to you because they know what you can do with the free content that you put out there. So then can you imagine what this person can do for me with the paid content that they have or with coaching or whatever it is that you offer? So I absolutely agree with you that that is a great way to collaborate with other podcasters. And I would say, yeah, collaborating with other podcasters is absolutely my favorite way to market the podcast. It's also just fun, right? It's just so much fun. (laughs) Totally. And the other thing I would just add to real quick that I forgot to mention is I think I played it safe for the first, you know, few episodes and just podcast outreach where I was, you know, only going after people that maybe had a smaller podcast or had just started. And I thought, you know, my podcast is new. Why isn't 
why would I invite someone who maybe has like a way bigger audience to be on it? They're just going to say no. And I would just, I would just challenge you to reach out to people that you might get a no from, but that's okay. But there's chances are like people love talking about themselves. People love sharing their gifts with the world. Like go out and challenge. I would just challenge you to go out and find maybe like five people that you would be like, oh, this is such a long shot, but I really admire this person and go like reach out to them, send them a DM, tell them how much what they've done and how their work has impacted your life and how honored you would be to be on their podcast and what you, why you feel so called to share this message. And you'd be surprised how many people are actually going to say yes. So I would just challenge you to reach out to those people that you look up to that you're scared to ask. And, you know, worst cases they say no, but maybe you've built a relationship and maybe next time they will say yes. So just challenge yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I had some really big names on a podcast because I just asked and they said yes. I think it's also really important to remember that as a guest, it is pretty easy to come on a podcast as a guest. You just show up. Okay. Yes. You want to be your best self and bring value to the table. Yes. But you just show up for maybe 30 minutes, record this podcast episode. Then you sit back, relax while the podcast host or producer is going to produce all this stuff, edit it, show notes, put it everywhere. And then you just share it with your audience and that's it. So like (laughs) one guesting one podcast episode might cost you like an hour of your time in total. So that's a pretty good deal. Even when it's a relatively small audience that you're in front of can still be a really good deal if it is the quote unquote perfect audience for you or if you can reach potential clients that way. Absolutely. So Makeda, what else would you say that your podcasts do for your business? I'm always really curious if it brought you new clients or other opportunities that were good for for you or for your business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've definitely gotten some clients from my podcast. Again, it's still, you know, I wouldn't call it, it's not a baby infant anymore, but it's a toddler. <laughs> so, you know, that I don't completely rely on that as my, you know, one source for getting clients, but I think it's just such a great way, you know, when someone stumbles into my world and, you know, maybe they've taken a masterclass or they listen to my podcast, it just helps them go from like not knowing who I am to being totally sold on why they should work with me. So I think that's just one way that the podcast has helped. I think the other way too, is just by, you know, deciding to have a podcast, putting that title in my bio on my social media. I've had so many people reach out because they wanted to have me on their podcast, do a podcast trade, be on my podcast, be coached by me. And what I would say about business is, you know, we like to make it really complicated. You think you have to have all these ridiculous funnels. You have to do all these things. And, you know, by the time you are done listening to all the experts and their free advice, you're burnt out and wondering which direction to go. (laughs) And I would just say like, can we just keep it simple and remember that business is about building relationships. And so I don't expect every single person that comes on and gets a free coaching session from me to turn into a client, but I am doing what I can control. And that is building relationships and deeply serving people. And so, you know, you can choose however you want to build relationships, but I think a podcast is just such a easy, fun way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I love that approach. Michaela, thank you so much for sharing your podcast journey with us, sharing your learnings and your insights from the last few months of podcasting. It was really fun to have you here. Can you share where people can find you and your podcast online? Absolutely. So you can go to 
iTunes, Spotify, or if you want to go check out my podcast page, you can go to MichaelaMcCrory.com forward slash podcast. That's where you can go to apply if you'd like to be on my podcast and get a free business coaching session. And then all the links are there to pick which podcast platform you'd like, and you can go ahead and subscribe. Perfect. Yes. We'll also make sure to add the link to your website to the show notes. So when you're listening, you can just go to the show notes, click the link there, follow Michaela on socials, listen to her podcast, check out her website. And yeah, if, if it's something for you, then apply for this free coaching session. I mean, how cool is that? You can just be a podcast guest and get free coaching. Win-win, I would say. So thank you again, Michaela. And thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode next week. Thank you, Anne. It's such a pleasure being here. And thank you to all your listeners for hanging out with us. And that's it for today. You can find the full show notes, including all links, more info and timestamps at thepodcastbase.com forward slash podcast. And then there will be a new episode every Monday and Wednesday. So I hope to see you then. Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.